to episode 149 of the GameSpot After Dark podcast. I am your host, Morsain, riddled with coronavirus. Oh, COVID and up. You can oh hear it my in my God. voice. We, we gave you outs. We gave you outs and you were like, no, yeah. this is this yeah. is the only thing. This is how yeah. I get out of bed. I literally this is the content like I crave. In my bed, sweating all day. Not able to sleep, but just like, just sweating. And now I was like, you know what? I should get up and make some content. Maybe that'll cool me off. Content of cures no. coronavirus. Yep, exactly. Uh, that, of course, was the voice of Jean-Luc Seipke earlier. Hello, Jean-Luc. Uh, hi. I thought you meant right now. I was like, that I was me. very confused what? there. <laughs> no, no. Um, how you doing, Jean-Luc? Uh, good. Do do we do me? I mean, people have said me and Jake kind of look the same because we're like just two white guys with glasses. Do we sound the same too? Is that <laughs> similarly? Yeah. I just okay. I don't think up. you do. I, just, I took a quick pivot there just to mix things up. And then we have Lucy James games. I don't know. You could have thrown to Jake there. I don't know. I'm, I'm all same. over the place now. Got, I'm discombobulated. Uh, all of Hi. the white people with glasses all look the same to me. <laughs> um, I'm yeah. We are. We all actually are. We all have brown hair, glasses. glasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, Jake Decker, the return pod father. Yeah. I'm I'm back again two weeks in a row. Two I, weeks uh, in a row. This morning I had a mustache, so that may have separated me from Jean-Luc. May you have got helped. rid of your mustache? I got rid of it because, you know, without my glasses, it looked fine. But then I put my glasses on and I was like, oh, I look like a pervert. I can't. <laughs> so I got rid of, you know, like... Uh, What's Napoleon Dynamite's brother in Napoleon Dynamite? Oh, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I looked like. And I was like, no, we can't be oh, having no. this. So oh, I got rid no. of it, uh, which I guess makes it harder for people to tell Jean-Luc and I apart. At least yeah, I imagine it would. Yeah. Obviously, people might remember Jake was the host of this podcast before he left. And um, I took Before over. he was usurped. Before he was. I didn't usurp him. He left. He vacated the throne. And then I was looked around and the people, they looked up at us and they said, we need to be led. Who will lead us? And then I looked at you and you lot all pointed at me. And I said, I guess I'll have to do it. And then I sat on the throne. And now the king has returned. And let me tell you, I have farted in the seat a whole lot. And he does not want to sit on it anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get a new seat. We're going to replace the seat. <laughs> yeah. So for people wondering, we're probably just going to trade off and just whoever wants to host can host. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I will happily take a break from hosting. And I know that um, Jake does is good, good at it. So, um, you, you know, we'll mix it up. We'll keep things fresh every now and then. Um, but yeah. Let's let's kick things off with what we've been playing as always. Uh and we're gonna go to the podfather himself. Jake, what have you been up to? Well, I've still been playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh Are you I'm, still in a realm reborn territory? No, I'm out of that. I'm in I'm in Heaven's Word now. I skipped though. I bought a skip because I was I can't do a realm oh, reborn you anymore. Did? Yeah, I got a skip. On. So the thing they don't tell you though, well, actually they probably do tell you. I just didn't read it because I don't, I don't read readings for nerds yeah. uh you you when you buy the skip you just skip the story missions it doesn't level up your character 
What? So you you still have to level up your character. <laughs> you just have to do it through other means. Fortunately, those other means are like doing hunts and so so it goes quicker at least. Like you're okay. at least optimizing well, that's good. your progress or your experience. But it still took me like I think eleven hours to get that fifty and move on to a realm reborn. So that's still a big ass. The alternative is you can buy a level skip, but that gets you right to level seventy. And if you're at level 70 and you do uh, Heaven's Word, it'll be super easy because that's leveled for 50 through 60. It, it, it is a mess. And, and what's even crazier yeah. is you cannot buy any of this stuff through Steam. You have to go through the Mog station or whatever, which looks like a website that was made like, I don't know, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. So every time I enter my card information, mm -hmm. I'm like, this doesn't, this doesn't seem right to me. I haven't been ripped off yet, though. No one's stolen my yeah. info. It comes as not a, not a, not a shock at all that everything to do with Final Fantasy, that game specifically, is absolutely fucked. Like it's it's insane. <laughs> They've got one of the most popular MMOs in the world, and using it is just a tragedy from start to finish. Yeah. Or uh, Jean Luc and I were like, "Hey, let's do some dungeons together." I was like, "I can help you get to level fifty, so you can." Uh, no. You can. I can already see where this is going. It, yeah. No, I uh, know. Where yeah, you know going. where it's going. So we're in different. We're in the same server, like not not what what is it called? Like server group, but realm. Realm? realm. realm. No, I don't think we are. I think we're not in the same. So there's thing. regions. Okay, no, we're in the same region, but we're in a different yeah. server group in the same region. So we cannot join each other's game. If we were in yeah. the same server group, we could, but because mm -hmm. we're not, we can't. They're supposedly going to change that next month. But still, it's like, all right, I want to go play with Jean-Luc. So I'm going to load into my server. I'm going to go to the Aether Stone or whatever the hell it is. And then you join that server. And then you queue again to join that server. And then you're in that server. That this Doesn't is... sound fun, you know? Doesn't well, you actually, fun. When you actually Here's play, it's pretty good. Are you playing, playing? Because if you're playing, playing, I will get back into it. I'm, I'm playing, playing. I'm not... I'm trying not to just sit there and binge it. Like I binged to get to 50 just so I could get to Heaven's Word and at least get some momentum. But now that I'm at Heaven's Word, I've been playing like, I don't know, I wake up early and play a couple hours a day. Probably not even a couple hours, probably like an hour in the morning. And then maybe during lunch, I'll do a couple things. But if you want to join me, uh, I, will, I will help you get through the bad stuff as quickly as possible. <laughs> okay, let's do that. <laughs> it, I mean... <sighs> Get on board, I, Lucy. Get on no, board. No, I don't have time for I, I don't have time for games. No, I don't have time. I just I just know that I'll start it. And I did start it. I played like six, seven hours of it last summer. And I, that was because I was back in the UK. Like all of my, my San Francisco life was on a whole different time zone. I had a depressing amount of free time. And even then I didn't have enough time to play it. I am not a morning person. Do you know what time I get up in the morning? Well, we don't have to play for nine a.m. for nine a.m. meetings. I get up at eight forty-five. I play in the morning because I'm in a server all by myself. I don't think any any. I don't think Ben, Michael, Jean Luc. I have yeah, I have me. one friend who's in it, and the reason I joined that server was because he was like, "Hey, I will I will get you to level fifty in record time if you want to do Final Fantasy." This is how 14. you're populating the server, promising others. Exactly. I just need more, I just need my friends in here. <laughs> hey Jean Luc, you ever thought about starting over? I mean, I know you're at like what mm. level forty eight or some shit. Mm. Yeah, I'll do all of uh, Realm Reborn again. It's fine. I yeah, it. here it's the best part of the game. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, but yeah, I I've really been enjoying it to be honest. Once I got through that, even even 
grinding to 50 wasn't so bad knowing what to do because I had someone there who was like, okay, now we want to do this. Make sure you do this. Like if you do this, that'll be an easy way to level up as opposed to me just blundering around for hours trying to figure out what to do or I'm doing the story, but am I really optimizing my time? Am I wasting money on shit I don't need? So it, it, it's, it, it's a lot better having someone to guide me, but he's kind of like, let me loose a little. So now I've been doing the story and so far the Heaven's Word story is, is really good. I don't think I'm at the point where I'm going to start tearing up like, uh, like, like, uh, our favorite Michael Hyam, uh, things could change, but Michael Hyam will tear up at a fucking logo of this game. That's like, true. Just, he's a, you he's can no, just show on, him a JPEG and he'll be like... We can't, be, we can't be dunking on Michael for this because I texted you, Tam, yesterday to tell you that I was crying because oh, yeah. I was watching some Overwatch cinematics. I so, mean, the same thing happened to me, but... You yeah, know. I mean, there's something... <laughs> yeah, but Final Fantasy is for weebs, though. I think that's the big difference. Fucking true. true. Absolutely done him. Yeah. I take back everything I said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grow, grow up, Michael Hyam. Grow up, Michael Hyam. Everyone who's listened to this, just at Michael Hyam right now and just send him a message, grow up. He won't know what's going on, but he'll just be like, what is going on? What is happening? (laughs) And you know he won't listen to this episode because he's not on it. He only listens when he's on it. (laughs) (laughs) And then he he live tweets his reaction to his own episode. Give us the download, Michael. But yeah. Um, I mean, like, I'm, I might pick it up again. Honestly, I just want to play... Here's the thing. I just, want, I just want to play games with my friends, okay? I'll play anything. Let's just play stuff. Oh. I realized the other day that we don't play games anymore together. And I was like, mm-hmm. why? Why don't we do this anymore? Well, let's remember just do remember, yeah, let's remember that hot, together. like, three weeks we played Halo? Three that weeks. was fun. It was like... It was literally a week. <laughs> you have, it was no, it was more than that. No, there was, no, no. we did a little bit more than that. Maybe for um, you it was a week. Time. I remember it was like three <laughs> sessions for us. No, <laughs> it was way more than that. Unless I was just playing by myself and I forgot that no one was there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would just... pop on at lunchtimes. Yeah, let's do it. Let's play some games. I, f- I feel like I, if I don't beat Elden Ring this weekend, can you all chew me out next week on the podcast? I just need, I need to get it done. I just need to move on with my life. Where are you? Like, are you up to if, I feel like um, I'm in crumbling Faramazula. Faramazula. Oh, yeah you're, you're you're basically oh you're yeah, you're you basically around the corner yeah. you well, can finish that easily you could get to like the final bosses probably tonight. i keep getting lost that's the problem in crumbling Faramazula, the, the linear yeah, area like... <laughs> yeah. no there's like a bunch of different pathways you uh, can to be go. fair there is a secret boss in there as well that you can accidentally which run into. i are, think yeah. i am yeah maybe Did i'm you... going to okay yeah i did some uh, kind of uh, duo <laughs> But I don't no. think that I don't think that's secret. No. Um, yeah. If uh, I get a trophy the f- for the secret, I call them. I, I call them the foreskin duo, even though they're not called yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they do look like it. Yeah. No, I also really want to get the platinum, so that's like my thing for that's Saturday. That's my Saturday. That's that's also my Saturday. <laughs> Working on my platinum for that game. You guys and, are playing on PS Five, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, boy. Uh, that's an easier way to get the platinum. As long as you've been doing the. All the different quests, you don't need yeah. to play through the game I, multiple times. Cause I mean, it like, took I, me four. I, I finished wow. the game on PC, and then I loaded up a video which was uh, Elden Ring Trophy Platinum Guide, and I've been watching it and playing along just to make sure that I'm doing. I that. now I just followed the um, Power Picks Guide to oh, make yeah, sure yeah. that I didn't accidentally lock myself out of an ending. Which you definitely friend of, friend can. of the yeah, which yeah. you can remarkably easily. 
Uh, friend of the show, Andrew Goldfarb, has also told me, you'll know the moment where you have to back up your save. And I was like, all right. Oh, yeah, there's a moment. Um, but yeah, that's been a, the way from what I've been doing it. Because I, I know the story. I've played everything. I did an honest playthrough. And now I'm just like, yeah, I just want, I just want to plant them. But carry on. Anyway, you can finish it. You're, you're near the end. Yeah. Um, Mountaintop of the Giants is probably the last like real uphill struggle part of it. Yeah. That, I, honestly, I was doing that. And then Goldfarb was like, that's an optional area. And I was like, oh, fuck this. Then I'm, I'm out. Oh, you didn't do all of it? No, I did a lot of it, and then I was getting, I was basically like throwing myself up against a thing that I just was not okay. leveled enough for. So I've gone away, and then I'm going to come back, because I need to do like Melania and all that stuff. Oh, Melania is an optional boss that... Uh, but yeah. she does have a trophy. Yeah, if you want the platinum. I'm afraid I, do, I'm afraid yeah. I will yeah. be. She's she's that. really easy. I think she's probably the easiest from software boss of all time. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy out there who just like does it on his own, so that says everything. Oh yeah, I'll just I'll just tap up. Let me solo her. Yeah, his name is Tamar Hussein. Mm-hmm. Uh, should I talk about the other game I've been playing, or do we want to move on? Yes. Okay, uh, I I finished the quarry last night. Uh, oh, I'm starting that tonight. It is. It starts off really strong. I think it was so probably, a classic supermassive game. Yeah, I think oh, it was no. probably due to my decisions, but man, was that ending unsatisfying as oh fuck. no! <laughs> like to be fair, out of hundred and eighty something of them. Yeah. You know? To be fair, I kind of want to replay it, or at least because once you've beaten the game, it unlocks like the director's chair option, which lets you like, I want everyone to live, I want everyone to die, I want these characters to act this way, which is really cool, and I kind of want to do it where everyone lives just to see how it plays out because a couple of people died in my ending and it just felt empty. It, it was very weird. It felt like scenes were just straight up missing. It felt like a lot of arcs just weren't resolved. Uh, yeah. It, it, it is like fun, like seeing the things that do work work and seeing different characters die different ways. But uh, yeah, my ending was pretty underwhelming, which Kind of left this sour taste in my mouth a little because I really liked Until Dawn, but I everyone lived in my playthrough of that. Uh, but I also don't remember Until Dawn at all. But yeah, pretty mixed on that, that like, game. Rami Malik and whoever was in it. Yeah, I'm I'm still excited to uh, what to play it. Like I think it, I think it's like I just I have missed just a traditional sort of single player. Yep. Mm. Um, game that way. The one thing though, my friend um, Craig messaged me earlier and he was like, do not play in streamer mode. Do not, and I was like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it licensed music again? Yes, it is licensed music. So I'm just going to take a ding on, like, I'm going to take a hit on my VOD. But like, I have, as someone who played um, say, Life, Life is Strange, strange on streamer mode. <laughs> mm. and I think you just... play that in the optimum way to play that game without any of the, <laughs> the music. It just sucks all of the life out of any scene. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I, like, I love Brenda's song. Yeah, so. Brenda's song. She's great. She's great. Uh, Ted Raimi's in it. He's Ted Raimi's great. great as well. Like, I liked a lot of the characters that you, that weren't like, playable characters apart from like brenda's yeah. song i i think it's worth playing like i i think oh, there yeah. are definitely things to really enjoy but yeah. i was just really underwhelmed by that ending especially yeah. considering the way things were going did you play it on pc i played it on ps5 okay 
I will be playing on PC. I did download it earlier. I wanna. I'm thinking of maybe playing it on Steam Deck, but I don't know if it's gonna run well on that. I have um... it on Steam. I could check it for you later and let you know. Oh, yeah. Let me know. I have heard there are some technical issues on Steam that people are running into yeah, just on said, PC. They said they're gonna be fixing stuff. I haven't encountered any. My PC version's mm. played fine, so. That's good. Yeah, I I chose PS5 because I was like they could probably do some cool things with like haptic triggers. Didn't do anything, and I was like, all right. Nah. Do you remember? I mean, like, do you remember Until Dawn? Like, actually had the camera. That was cool. Oh, you had to like hold the controller, like yeah, you yeah, and move it. yeah. But like, didn't it? It take it took a picture of you at one of the big scares or something. If you had the PlayStation camera. Oh, did it? I think so. Did I make that up? I'm gonna Google on my phone. No, you're probably right. I just never. But like no one had the PlayStation 4 camera. Yeah, I was going to say I didn't have the PlayStation 4 camera plugged in cuz I don't want Sony watching me. No, my I have the I have the PS5 camera and it is in a in a drawer. <laughs> yeah, I have yeah, not, I have not Oh wait, here we go, here we go. Bloodydisgusting.com. How the PlayStation camera ruined the scariest moments of Until Dawn. What? Ba -ba 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 -ba. Yeah. So yeah, we proceed to film your reactions, shocking reveals, and then you could play them back later. How Remember in Burnout Paradise, every time there was a crash, it would take a picture of you and send it to the other person? Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. People, people took advantage of that in some real awful <laughs> ways. <laughs> uh, man, the 360 era with the, with the camera and the mic. That was were, unhinged. Mwah. Oh, so the the reason it ruined the surprise is because the PlayStation camera would emit a bright red light to say that it was recording, so any oh. jump scare was immediately well, injured. Of course, because you're playing in the dark, and yeah, that, yeah. Makes, that makes sense. Oh. I'm excited to play it because I played that Dark Pictures Man of Medan one at the mm. start, and I was like, this isn't working. And Time then I played the one. Yeah, exactly. And then I played the one which was like, oh, we're in Iraq and we're doing you know, the heart of a house of ashes, heart, whatever it's called. And that was like genuinely awful. Like some of the really, oh was, wow, I I hated it. I hated it. I, I didn't like, play it. Everyone play was it. like unlikable. The writing was just like wow, just really really bad for me. And like I I tr I was like I'm gonna stream this to completion, and then I got halfway through the stream and I was like <laughs> I'm not playing this anymore. <laughs> and the Twitch was Twitch chat, my Twitch chat was like please can you stop playing this? And I was like yeah. that's crazy because I've heard people say that was the best one. I've the heard that I mean, too. And I was like people say it? a lot of stupid shit on the internet. So yeah. and I I really didn't. I only played the first one and really hated the ending and thought it was bad and was just like I don't want to play any of these other ones. So. so it's such a weird game. Like, I, I imagine I, I recommend watching a bit of it because it's just like bizarre and some of the relationships are so weird. Um, and it's kind of like predictable in a lot of ways as well. I think like the problem is it had the same kind of schlocky energy as Until Dawn, like the teen slasher flick. Mm -hmm. But when you transpo transpose that over like a, you know, military scenario where there's some weird shit going on, it just yeah. doesn't work. It's like mm. this feels weird and odd and... Why are mm -hmm. these fucking, you know, soldiers acting like children constantly? It's just like, oh, fuck. I, I don't know. Right. Because like, yeah, I think the great thing about uh, Until Dawn and even the Cory is that it understands that this is a schlocky slasher and people yeah. are supposed to die. And they're supposed to die in entertaining ways. Like, like that's why I watch slasher movies, because I want to see the kills. And that's why I like to play these games. But that doesn't. 
I, I feel like that setup that you've described would not scratch that sort of itch. Totally, yeah. Because like, like the acting in the quarry is kind of awkward at times. Like some of the early interactions with the characters are like, "This is weird," and why yeah. would anyone talk like this? Mm -hmm. But it's also like, "Oh, but it's trying to be like an '80s slasher camp thing." Like it, like it, it like it knows what it's doing, and it feels very intentional. And I feel like that's an easier touch point for the actors as well. It's like, oh, hey, remember any you know horror film that you might have loved from the 80s and mm. 90s and early 2000s right it's like let's get weird with it and but you immediately have that touchstone of like oh it's gonna be friday the 13th or it's gonna be mm -hmm. halloween or even fucking do you remember um cherry falls oh yeah the killer oh. who only targeted virgins and so they <laughs> Started shagging to try and not get killed. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds like a incredible excuse. Yeah, some shagging. Falls. Wow. Um, I've yeah, I've true. never heard of this one. Wow. There was there was another one because a friend of mine was like obsessed. There was one with Bon Jovi in it, like a John Bon Jovi uh, <laughs> slasher film. What was it called? Bon Jovi was in the slasher. Cry film? Wolf. That was 2005. That was surprisingly late. But yeah, he was um, eight unsuspecting high school seniors at an expensive boarding school come face to face with terror and learn that nobody believes a liar, even when they're telling the truth. That sounds like AI wrote that. Yeah, I was waiting <laughs> for you that? to say come face to face with John Bon Jovi. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> this is doing him real dirty. Um. But yeah, I'm excited to check that out. Hopefully it's better than House of Ashes or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, well, anything else, Jake? I mean, that's pretty much it for me. Just 14 and other things, and that was the Corey. Nice. Ziv, ziv, ziv. Yeah. All day, every day. Uh, Lucy, what have you been up to? So I was in... LA and so I haven't really been playing anything um mm. except for the stuff that I played at Summer Game Fest um which has mostly been all the day of the dead stuff Summer oh key 3 okay uh, no I know <laughs> what you're talking about <laughs> um so I didn't I didn't play Sonic I didn't play Street Fighter I, honestly like, I'm pretty sure that I got covid from Sonic so it's probably best that you didn't <laughs> Those gems, they really got to go fast. From, yeah. from Sonic himself or from the... From, the, the from looking at Sonic Frontiers. From looking at Sonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I... No, I didn't play... I didn't play shit uh, from, like, the big boys, but I played all of the Day of the Dev stuff, and it was the best. Ooh. I had such a great time. And the best bit about it is that, like, most of it's coming out over the next couple of months. So Bear and Breakfast was there. Yes. Which is just... The sweetest looking game similar to I don't know it had like little bits of the sims in it because you had to obviously decorate and build your bed and breakfast and then it had obviously like kind of stodgy stuff in it and I was like oh, okay oh god oh god there was another one called like Roots of Pacha which is you're, it's set in the it's bronze and I don't mean to use stodgy to be reductive it's just like a very simple comparison but it's like you start in the bronze age and you and your village like come up with ideas and so you basically invent things like fire and the concept of time <laughs> and so by developing a um oh my god what's it called i we had this the other day we talked about this game and i forgot sundial. sundial and like you invent a sundial so like a clock appears in the corner and 
Um, but the the coolest one for me by far was Birth, which basically you just build a friend and it's physics based puzzles with a sort of macabre witchy aesthetic, like kind of boho colors, I guess. Um, and yeah, you're just building a friend, so you you solve puzzles and you get like a shin bone or a heart, and then you put them all together. It looked it like I was completely in love with that demo, and so I basically went. I came back, finally set up my PC, and I was like, I'm just gonna wish list every single one of these. For um, birth, did you get to like arrange the body parts now, and stuff, or like do so you actually get just, a say in creating your friend, or is it like complete puzzles and then the friend fills out? So it was like kind of in an inventory screen where all the bits were. So I don't know. I didn't get that. I only had six minutes with each game. Oh lord. So mm. yeah, it was a very stressful one hour session. Um. But then the, you, I could like, there was a point where it's a skull and I was giving it antlers or I was giving it okay. piercings and different eye color and stuff. So there was that part to it. Um, but yeah, that's coming out, I think in August, I hope, I hope, but that was, that was, that's basically been it. Like I've just been working, reading, I'm watching the leftovers. I'm at the end of season two now. That's a good show. That's a great show. Um, but no, that's it. Not really even doing much, just working. Got some Being curry. Lazy. You want to give a curry oh, review? We oh, we did yeah. get we did Ooh. get Coco Ichibanya twice in the last two weeks. Mm. Oh, I oh, I miss it. I miss it mm -hmm. so much. It was good. Yeah. Um, it was so good. Oh man, my how eyes is... are, are always bigger than my stomach, though. How is uh the Summer Games Fest overall? How was the experience? What was it like? It was good. It was really nice to be back and doing stuff in person. Um, the thing is, it was like obviously a very small event and there there weren't kind of, it was very different from an E3 because obviously the quote unquote big games weren't there. Mm. Um, but I had a really nice time. I liked the selection of games that were there. I thought like the event itself was put on and it was really nice. And that sounds like such an awful word, but you know, like the space looked good. The... It had a very strong aesthetic and it looked really well put together. I thought Jeff's mm -hmm. show was good. I thought Xbox was much like the highlight of the weekend for me was sure. Xbox. Um, but no, it was good. But I just, I two years of being inside, my social battery was like, I mean, when we were leaving on Monday, there was a point where I was just sat in the car and I was like, I just have nothing left. I have nothing left to say. Mm. Oh yeah, um, I definitely felt. I was out less than yeah. you guys, and I definitely felt that when we were getting curry, it was just dead mm -hmm. silent at that table. But but also everyone <laughs> everyone was so tired, and then the food was so good that it was just That's fine. true. Yeah, it was just fine. Um, but yeah, I came back and I slept for twelve hours, and then um, I finally have tomorrow off, and I'm just gonna. I'm nice. getting booked a massage. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I'm just gonna go and get a massage. You, you can start Ziv too. You got tomorrow off, might as well. No, no. <laughs> eleven hours. I can show you how to get through the first fifty levels I in eleven can hours. Show you how many the hours world. do you have? <laughs> That's an Elden Ring and massage day if I ever heard one. Well, I have to take my cat to the vet as well. So. I know. Yeah, I mean, you know, Tam's been getting my appointment confirmations with my cat. She hasn't realized yet. I've no, left the she will. I've left the thing out for her and she's like she's I, avoiding it. I enjoyed the key three up until I got COVID. So, you know, yeah. just for next year, please, Jeff, can we avoid getting, giving me COVID? 
but everyone know. everyone was vaccinated like you had to be vaccinated to go um i'm like 99 percent sure i got off like during the sonic. journey off sonic yeah and also like the airport is what got oh, me. The yeah. airport, i think because airport because motherfuckers are just like open mouth walking around there and i was like also, I was sitting next to a dude who was not wearing a mask. Two dudes that are not wearing a mask. So oh. I think if if anything, if any if anything, this is a clear indication that even when people are like, you don't have to wear a mask anymore, you do have to wear a mask. You will get sick, and let me tell you, it's a bad time when you get COVID. Still, it's not fun. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I thought <clears throat> I thought the actual show was real good. Um, I hope they build on it and and like what well, I, I kind of hope they build on it but i hope it doesn't get as big as e3 was um i like the intimacy of it i love that we mm -hmm. didn't have to sprint from one hall to another to see things and appointments oh, and that, that kind was of stuff. Nice. it was that just was all nice. one space it was all one space <clears throat> everyone you kind of like knew was there you you never felt like that moment of terror where you're like i've got to finish this appointment and then yeah. run to the next appointment we were just like we knew exactly where we were going every single time. It was always the same location. Um, and I really liked that. And it was cool to see, like, Street Fighter was the big game there. But, like, next... And Sonic was pretty big deal as well. But next to it were these indie games. And they're all just, like, standing, you know, shoulder to shoulder. No real, like, preference. It's not like mm. they... All the indie games were shoved into a small hall under the... You know, in, in a parking lot. Like, right. that kind of thing. It was, like you were ch chances are like the amount of times i was walking to one thing i was going to see and saw another and i was like oh, i'll go come back to that and then i had the time to do that was like every single time so i really like that um i hope it gets a bit bigger to include more games but not big to the point where right. every every knobhead's got a massive stand and and you can't see anything and can't hear anything. i think back yeah i think back on e of e3s of old and it's like no shade to nintendo but like did we need an entire massive fucking song and dance for Smash Brothers? No, we didn't. That space no, could have been. That's the thing. Like, I don't mind that. It's the egregious ones. The ones that spring to my mind are the ones at Gamescom. Yeah. Which, and I remember going to see our friend Neil was working at, I want to say he was Capcom at the time. And he was next to a booth that just played Bangarang by... <laughs> Skrillex, <laughs> yeah, but like I'm not even kidding. On repeat for four days, and yeah. I I can't. I remember going to see him on like the second or third day, and he was just like, I yeah, need that kind of like leave. that kind of like self indulgent marketing thing. I kind of wanted to go back to the trade show style thing where it's like, hey, we've got a bunch of games. We've removed all the marketing bullshit around it. Here, you mm. just come in, play the game, talk to the developers, maybe pick up a goodie bag on your way out, whatever. Instead of like, you need to complete this assault course, so then you can stand at the end of it and play a f generic first-person shooter. Oh yeah, like, Fortnite had an assault course at last E3, didn't it? I I wasn't thinking about a Fortnite, but I am not surprised. No, that it, it did because I um we had to do those tours. Uh, so like Tam and I had to give a couple tours at E3 one year. Um, just like people who oh, come yeah. to the show and like you you just show them around, and I was just like. And here's Fortnite. There's a yeah. giant, um, like, what'd you call it? Pinata in the middle. Yeah. And... I, I, I include the, even the, the attractions or the uh, activations that I like. Like there was the Resident Evil Haunted House at once, one point, which was oh, great. Yeah. It was like really fun, but like I could do without that now. Like I'm good without it. Totally. Um, 
And I think that only comes from when you allow the public in, which I'd, I'd love to have a public event in, but that's who you're trying to impress, right? You're not trying to impress people there who are there to cover your thing. If anything, you're just annoying them. So yeah, like once you allow the public in, that's when everyone starts to think we need to make this a theme park. And that's when it becomes less conducive to coverage and work mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. And it's even less fun for the people who are there, like from members of public, like you're lining up in a, in a queue for like three hours to play oh, six second demos. Minutes, yeah. <laughs> I've, d yeah. I've done that. <laughs> I, I stood yeah. in line for the darkness too. For some reason I decided, yeah, I'm going to spend four hours of my life. And uh, it was right next to the Duke Nukem Forever booth. And let me tell you, I heard that Duke Nukem Forever trailer 20 billion times and yeah, just, just I, wanted to die. I, I think that we're beyond that. And obviously we come from a place of privilege where we've we've been able to experience that. But I think there's just so many better ways to use people's oh, yeah. time and stuff. Like Especially now that things like Parsec exist and you can just release it. Uh, like you know there's a bunch of things that happen like with the with the day of the dev stuff a lot of that stuff is now like you can just play demos for some of it yeah and, I like, love all the Steam demos and that's I think so that good. is so cool yeah and, it's, and like when I came back I was like oh, I can check some of this stuff out like you know um, one of the big games there was um, that we saw was Metal Hellsinger and like I came back and the first thing I did was like download, download it download and play it I was yeah, literally it was... just looking at that I was like I'm just, mm -hmm. I swear I downloaded a bunch of stuff and it was like Mel Helsinger demo got and everything else is just wish listed. Yep. And that game is is a lot of fun. I played That's it great. yesterday yeah. on Steam on stream and then I stopped because it was making me sick. Um but like it is a lot of fun. It's it's like that rhythm shooter game that you wanted for, kind of BPM to be, but BPM was a little bit different. This feels more satisfying. Um yeah. and I enjoyed it. It's like the demo is maybe like half an hour or something like that. Mm -hmm. Forty minutes, forty five minutes, something like that. Um, but yeah, I had a good time. But yeah, it's, it's Summer Game Fest Key 3. Success. Well done. Cool. How do you think it'll work next year? Because they're E3 threatened to I come back. Be, yeah. I think it's going to be I a think, much bigger thing. I think, but that's the thing. I think, like, my my hope and dream, right, is that Jeff takes over the, the Judges Week, like, quiet side of things, and then E3 goes to, like, Vegas, you know? <laughs> Is it gonna happen in the same week though? Or are we all gonna have to like? Yeah, let's go! Fly. No, we're we're doing Judges Week, and then we're all gonna go to Vegas and just play games. <laughs> That's it. That sounds I'm amazing. Tired, just I'm I'm tired that thinking sounds, about that. This is amazing and terrifying. Yes, <laughs> it's horrible. No, um, I think I think there definitely needs to be like one one quieter thing, which you know we just everyone gets their jobs done, and then mm. there is like the more exciting side of it which is like i love seeing like the the run of the, the run of the nerds and all that kind of stuff and like i love it like watching people just get tight hands on with demos and freaking out and getting so excited because they get to walk past a famous developer or something you know like that part mm. of it is still incredibly important yeah um but i think e3 as a traditional as it was never fig figured out that balance and i think no. um there's there's uh needs on both sides i guess they need to yeah. be yeah i would love to have that again i would love to be there again i would just love to for it to exist without us always without us also being asked to write a preview and mm -hmm. and, and like interview a developer 
like yeah. for on a deadline like i would love it if we were able to go from doing all that in like the key three part of it and then go over to e3 part of it and be like we've got a stage people are going to come to us we're going to live stream it all the preview stuff is already done everyone can chill we're just gonna celebrate oh, the yeah. games and like really pick people's brains about this stuff and we're not like busting our ass and like uh, to to write things at like 11 p.m and writing into the early hours of the morning like i'd love that for, to exist because everyone benefits from that i think mm. i think too yeah. just as for, from a developer publisher standpoint the more time you give writers and producers to actually make things covering the game the better quality it's gonna be like just at the yeah. at the most fundamental level like i can't count the amount of times i've had to do a preview and i've been like well goes up in like 30 minutes so this is how it's going to be too bad. And it's like, there's so many things I right. could have done that I wish I would have been able yeah. to do, but I just mm. didn't have time. Yeah. I, I, I think it would benefit everyone. I, I get the hesitancy because leaks are very much a thing. And, and that is, that can be very tough to deal with on that side, but God, it would be so nice to just have reasonable deadlines regularly. Yeah. That would be nice. Uh, Jean-Luc, what have you been up to? Uh, speaking of all those Steam demos, I played one, Angerfoot, which I think gets my name of the, the show for Summer Game Fest. Uh, it was uh, one of the games shown at uh, Devolver Digital's uh, event, which I think is actually my favorite event, um, my favorite showcase, because they only showed like five or six games, and I thought every game looked like really interesting. Uh, they had like Plucky Squalor and Skate Story. Uh, but Angerfoot, it is... Basically, like a first-person hotline Miami, where you're like running through this stage, like really quick. Uh, every enemy that hits you, you'll like you'll die in one hit, but they also die in one hit, and so it's just like this momentum um, going to it. But then I guess what makes it unique is that because it's in first-person, you your main input outside of shooting is a um, you hit you hit the E key, and you have this giant foot that just kicks everything so you're kicking um wait so is it your foot it's your foot you're the anger okay. foot you're, you're i think your character's name is literally called anger foot um and you're just like this dude who's like with green skin and like a like a ski mask and you just have this giant foot and it's a very well made foot like the foot is like got a lot of detail to it uh there's a lot of muscular you know uh they got good looking converse on um oh, okay like, so it's like a game for foot 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 people yeah, I kind of there is a there's this interlude where you're sitting on the couch with your girlfriend and it like you can move the foot around using the mouse and it's kind of got this like quop sort of like surgeon simulator kind of like weird physics vibe but you can like pick up like a wine glass with your foot and you can like give some to your girlfriend you can be like here here babe have some wine for my foot or you could like pick up a piece of popcorn and eat it with your foot um that part was great. I loved that. I this is download this right now. This has <laughs> reminded me of something. Lucy, have you checked the TikTok message that I sent you? Okay, so I'm gonna be real. Um, I stopped checking my TikTok messages because I was getting very overwhelmed. Okay, can you just <laughs> can we have a live look at the okay. the last TikTok I sent you? Um, okay. Okay. and I want to get a good good. So if response. any of you have uh, anyone has sent me a TikTok message and. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah, the same way. I been, stopped checking. There's TikTok two. Messages. Also, like they added like a friends notification, yeah. which is always way too high. But you'll see it. It looks like a plate. Okay. Do you want me to play it? I want you to just play it and watch it. Yeah. 
<laughs> just watching Lisa's reaction. Okay, so I'll let me explain do, it. Let me Break do it down. A live ex- explanation. Mm-hmm. It's a a woman holding, and she's got a lovely manicure. Is holding a fajita, and she's mopping up some guac uh, on the plate. And then she puts it in front of, I assume, her partner's face, and he's like, "No, that's not for me." And then he, she puts it back on. Oh no, she she takes it over, then puts it in between her big toe and the second toe, and uses her foot to hold it, and then puts her foot over towards her partner, who then just salivates as he, <laughs> as he see, eats like, it from drool coming feet. off his oh mouth. God. Okay, yeah, that's basically what that, that one level called, from Angerfoot. Yeah, yeah, this is the same this thing. Is, this is Hungerfoot. That's Angerfoot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was upsetting. Yeah, that sounds upsetting. Anyway, Angerfoot's cool. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's got like a it's got that same kind of like hotline Miami where it's just like you die and you're like, no, one more try. Let's go. Um, it like the it does this thing where the music um will kind of like slow down if you stop going for a second. So you want to kind of just keep the momentum going as much as possible, just to keep the music going. And then it just like kind of like feeds into that, and you're just like, yes. And it just like builds where everything just feels like really, really in like tense in a way that is like very, very satisfying. The only thing I didn't like about it was I. Uh, didn't beat the final boss because um, it's really long and drawn out. And again, you die in one hit. So I would always get to the third phase and like almost beat it. And then it, there's kind of like this physics-y like wrecking ball attached to a car. And it would just like, because it's physics based, it would just happen to hit me. And I, I couldn't really like control it um, the way we're like in the other um, levels. It's like you're kind of learning like, okay, that guy's there. That guy's there. You know, I'm going to like shoot him and then kick him because it was physics based i had no control over it and so i would just die like randomly and and that was more frustrating so i just was like ah this isn't worth it i've been trying this boss for like 20 minutes so i kind of gave up on that but the rest of it really good highly recommend it and it's a long demo too like it it, i forget exactly how many levels it is but i played it for like i want to say 45 minutes to an hour do you have Damn, like different right. weapons or is it like different guns or is it just gun and foot and that's it? um well so you do unlock different shoes for your feet oh um, okay does which so is that good. has different effects or are they it, just cosmetic no they have different effects so like i got one where like every time you um kick someone successfully or i think it was like kick someone successfully or get a headshot basically i would get like a bullet back for my uh, gun so like i kind of got to a point where i just never ran out of bullets Um, but yeah, there are enemies with guns and if you kick them, you will then take their gun. Uh, once you run out of bullets with a gun, you have to throw the gun and then you can pick up a new gun and then they kind of escalate where it's like, you got pistols and then you got an Uzi and then you got a shotgun. Um, there are grenades that people throw that you have to then kick back at them. Uh, so like they're just constantly feeding new enemies that you have to sort of like interact with. And then it's like, okay, that guy's going to throw a grenade there. I'll kick it into those guys over there and then I'll take their shotgun and then I'll go over there. And so, yeah really good really really good i I, what i i played i was like yes i will i will play this game when it comes out damn nice i'm gonna download that and i'm gonna play it yeah Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do the same highly recommend it jake Uh, can you do me a favor no i sent that same tiktok to Callie. (laughs) should i tell her you should tell her to to watch it and get a live reaction (laughs) 
hey Callie, can you uh check your TikTok to see what Tamor sent you? <laughs> that was visceral. <laughs> I'll leave you the, in. I'll leave it's you the in drool. That. It's <laughs> the drool. It's a, it's a good length as well. Good yeah. uh, vine yeah. length video. Mm. Uh, yeah. I'll leave you with that sound. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, John Luke, do you want to tell us about Kenobi? Oh yeah, I I hello binge, there. I <laughs> I binge watched a bunch of Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, it's it's good. It's okay. It's okay. It's all Fucking right. In hell, can Disney just make a show that's consistently good? Like I don't it's, get it. It's not even, all this money. It's not even that it isn't like good. It's just like they haven't had anything that's that's like oh. I have to watch this. Or it's because like, they're, they're so fucking terrified of, and you know what? I'm just going to fucking say it. They're so terrified of Star Wars fans. After, mm-hmm. like, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, like, you ever seen a, I mean, you know, corporations aren't your friends or whatever, but you ever, ever seen a creative force that is held hostage as badly by its fans as Star Wars? Uh, yeah. I mean, and what's really weird about it is, like, this, because it's Obi-Wan, it leans a lot into, like, the prequel stuff it's like we were we're living in this weird reality where like disney's like we need to go to something safe for star wars i yeah. know the prequels well, yeah. that's safe Ugh. everyone no, loves no those. one no one said a bad <laughs> word about those the, people like the prequels now which i will never understand but is is wild revisionist history i know, <laughs> Just like, I know. it's so it's Actually, really funny pretty good and i'm like no fuck off they were it, it's really funny because they have this uh intro where they will like kind of it's basically like a three minute montage of the prequels like cut to music and stuff and that edit actually made the prequel seem interesting like it tried really damn hard to be like i was like oh yeah okay like i when you i guess when you cut it up like this it seems like maybe something like interesting happened in these movies Mm. um i mean i i like i like a lot of stuff about around the prequels it's just that they're not I don't, they're not good movies to actually mm. watch and i did like ewan mcgregor as obi-wan i like, do like Ewan mcgregor yeah i think i think he does a good job in that role and i like him in this he he does a good job and there's a lot of interesting elements um i guess i won't say too much for like spoiler purposes for anyone who hasn't watched it yet but like you know it it, it goes into sort of like the the trauma of like the events that happen at the end of like revenge of the Sith and kind of what that's like to be in hiding and, you know, like the Jedi being hunted. Like there's a lot of really kind of like cool character development stuff that I enjoy. Uh, I think the larger problem is that it's just like you, you kind of inherently know that nothing that's going to happen in the plot is like really going to matter in the grand yeah. scheme of things because it's just this bridge to the next movie and not to say like everything has to be this like super important like life-changing story as long as the story is told well like that's fine but i think the story is just like good enough to keep you going but mm-hmm. it, nothing about it is like oh this is some just like top tier writing and top tier like cinematography um i it the quality also kind of ranges from like sometimes they're like wow that's pretty good and other times you're like that looks really cheap and you mm. know like some of the cg's good 
they added like some weird digital camera shake that I hate. It looks so bad. Digital camera shake. Yes. There's a scene at the opening where they have this like kind of flashback where like uh, uh, I'll I'll say it because it's like the very beginning. They have a flashback in the Jedi temple of like the clones attacking and like killing all the Jedi and the younglings. And it's like this like kind of slow pan and it shows all the younglings and then like a bunch of clone troopers like kick in the door and start attacking and then all of a sudden the camera this like digital like after effects plug-in camera shake just starts swaying and i remember they only have the free demo (laughs) version (laughs) and i looked at it and i was like this is like really awkward looking like it, it it immediately looked off in a way that i was like what like, I, I, I wonder if, like, in the editing, they were just like, oh, this isn't dramatic enough. Like, we need to add some camera shake here. But, it, like, it, it felt, it, it didn't feel right. It felt cheap in a way that I was like, ah, you're Disney and you're Star Wars. Like, ah, it, it, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's, um, Hayden Christensen's in it, too. And that's, that's kind of neat. It's cool. I'm he's glad been, that. He's, I've been, th- I've seen three episodes and he's in it for, like, 30 seconds. He's okay. in it the most in the most recent one because they do okay. like a flat, they do like a proper flashback. Um, so he looks like the way he does in uh, Attack of the Clones, except he's like clearly older, but you're like, whatever, it's fine. Um, they don't try too hard to like digitally de age him or whatever. Um, but I think that's supposed to be him in the Vader suit, uh, which I is mean, weird because you're also like, who cares? Because it's just cares, yeah. you can put anyone in that suit. Um, it, it's the stuff where they actually do the flashbacks that's more interesting. But yeah, like it's fine. Like I'm I'm having a decent time with it, and it's you know I've I've been kind of just watching it on my own, and and but it's not one of those things that I would like be like, oh yeah, you gotta watch Obi Wan. Um, and it's yeah. kind of ultimately how I feel about most of the star wars stuff that disney plus has put out is i'm just like it's fine i guess it's another escort mission series like it is it is they keep making (laughs) these fucking escort missions they are kind of repeating a lot of plot points an existing character and make a tiny version of them and then take another character <laughs> and make that character just take them on a fucking escort mission it's true let's have a desert planet there too yeah in uh-huh. Mandalorian, it's a tiny Yoda. In this, it's a tiny Leia. And mm-hmm. in 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 Book of Boba Fett, the first episode was just so chronically boring <laughs> that I did not come back to the I mean, that was year. that was my that situation. first episode of Book of Boba so Fett bad. is so bafflingly bad that I don't understand it. I don't even remember. I don't even. I couldn't even pass what was happening as it was happening. I was like, this dude is the world's greatest bounty hunter and he's just tied to the fucking floor in a desert and why do people love this character so much because everything i see based on on what is ahead of me makes him look like absolute <laughs> chump like he's so bad yeah. i did not watch another one i was like i'm good i'm done with this and like i'm watching kenobi and i'm like it's better but it's also like but it's yeah it's like it's better than boba fett but you're also like yeah "Ah, it's better than boba fett but then you're like it's the same as uh mandalorian but like leia's not cute like um no grogu but also like she's not annoying like grogu where it's like oh no grogu's eating something again oh no grogu's wandered off again (laughs) oh no grogu's doing something weird again instead she's just She's the other flip side where she's like her annoying is she's a child that's 
like way too chatty and way too smart than any child, even a royal princess would be. Mm-hmm. Where he's just like, I would shoot that kid. I would shoot that kid <laughs> immediately. Like first things first, I'll be like, you're getting shot. Stop. Um, but like, and also like, I find like the main inquisitor lady. She's like, oh, weirdly yeah, she's... Ab- she's as an act. Like the performance is good. I just don't. I just don't understand the the like obsession. Well, and like, and I know they frame it later, and there's some history. They do, there. but like, I also found that framing to be kind of unsatisfying. It's not good. But and also like, they. I'm sick of Star Wars fucking parading out Darth Vader every second property. Like here he is again. It's Darth Vader. I mean, Aren't this is scared? the one where no, you would do it's it, not. right? It's, like, yeah. fe- like, but but it's like, but you're right. Like they already blew their load. They blew their Vader it's, load too early, it's, and. It's, so exactly. now this was the chance to like do it right. They just keep, but you don't like, care. <laughs> they just keep wheeling out this motherfucker every single Star Wars property. And I'm like, he's not interesting anymore. Like there's an anime called Bleach, and it started off, and the first the first villain of the arc was like a surprise. His name was Aizen Sosuke, and like he was like mm. he was presented as a good guy for a really long time, and then you're like, oh shit, you were the bad guy? And that was like really cool. Then every single fucking arc from that point on somehow would eventually pivot into him being the bad guy. <laughs> and like, it was like, we're doing vampires, and then it would suddenly, towards the end of the vampire arc, left turn, it's Aizen again. And you're like, what? How? How did you do this? And this is what Star Wars is now. Like, you, no matter what's happening, at some point, fucking Darth Vader is gonna show up again. And like, now I'm just like, this dude is the whack-a-mole of the Star Wars universe. He's gonna mm-hmm. pop up. Someone's gonna slap him in the head. And like, there's that moment in Episode Three where it's like, I'm gonna kill you, Obi Wan. And then a bit of fire separates him, and he's like, Oh God, it's fire! I will never overcome this fire. <laughs> it's like, bitch, you've been in lava. Just walk through the fucking fire. I did that. Just go through and force choke him. And he's like, ah. I'm like, you're pathetic (laughs) now. You're like the most lame villain in the galaxy. Yeah. Like, bring back Darth Maul. At least he was like fucking spinning around and doing shit. But then they did that too. And no one saw that. Yeah, they did. Oh my God. I'm at the point where I'm not going to watch another fucking Star Wars thing if it has anything to do with any of the same characters. Like, at yeah. least take a risk. Like, and that's such a small risk to take, and Disney won't even fucking do it, right? Like, like it's the universe that people like. Like, obviously people like the characters too, but, like, mm-hmm. people will, like, if they make a good, compelling story in the Star Wars universe that doesn't have fucking Darth Vader or any of these characters, people would still probably enjoy it. I mean, the nerds will still get mad at something, because they always do, but yeah. like, at the end I of the mean... day, like, you can still make a good Star Wars movie without these fucking characters, but they do it every time. Think think about like you know all the video games that like we love like you know Knights of the Republic or like Jedi Knight with like Kyle Katarn and Revan and just like had had nothing to do with anyone else and it was like its own thing and people love those games and love those characters and like wanted more of them because they just they're just just good characters right like like, yeah they just take no risk even like the most risky thing that they have coming is based on a character that they are like 99% sure everyone loves and that's Ahsoka. And like, sure. Oh yeah, cuz they've I already like, established her I, for like that series know. isn't out and I already don't care about Ahsoka. Like I've I'm like she's old news. Like uh, I don't care about Ahsoka one I, bit. Like, I mean I had her I, own arc. 
Yeah, as as someone who legitimately really likes the Clone Wars cartoon, I I kind of agree because I go like, well, what else is there to do with her? And then I think about what they've done so far with the live action. And you're right. Like, they're kind of just it's like, okay, I'm I'm sure she'll have a kid that she has to protect at some point and she'll go on a journey. And it's like they're just kind of repeating the same storyline over and over again next series will be quite a, a middle-aged qui-gon jinn taking a little <laughs> chewbacca across the universe that is what's gonna happen <laughs> they're gonna bring Go give them these ideas for free that will be it it's them. just like they're I, gonna bring I, liam neeson back yeah i respect star wars and everyone that loves star wars but to me like and i know everyone has a go at marvel but for me like the Star Wars is head and shoulders above Marvel when it comes to being just completely creatively bankrupt. Like, it's just not interesting. I wa- I'm actively wanting to like Star Wars. I'm mm. watching Kenobi and I'm like, this is the best you've got? Like, I can write something more interesting than this. Like, it's it's just so shit. And like, it's the same old stuff where like, oh, let's chuck him in the back, the tank. And it's like, great. You did this again. Nice. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. And like ever since that, those those latest three movies, I've just been like so tired of it. The dead mm-hmm. live, and it's like, oh fuck off! Just get that. You you like <laughs> you like sold this shit down the river. You're just out here to make money. Yeah, now. I think it's like not to say that like the prequels are good now or anything, but I think like I do look back on them with a level of like. Hey, at least Lucas is trying to be weird and different yeah. in like aspects of it. I think like it's like it, again, it doesn't make him good, but it's like I at least respect that like I don't know, he put a lot of weird shit in those movies that yeah. definitely did not work out, but at least is like different and was trying mm. to do something yeah, unique. It didn't feel focus tested to death. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and like yeah, it gave us characters that now are being driven into the ground in a lot of ways like sure. I mean at least you're right like everyone takes the piss out of jar jar binks but like that is the most interesting thing star wars has done in a long long time <laughs> more, more memorable character than anything disney's had it right <laughs> exactly that droid that was like they've gone up the ventilation shaft that guy legend yeah. uh dexter jexter amazing. the guy who ran the diner that obi-wan talks to amazing yep. character amazing characters now which, we've just which got... is the one where babu frick is coming back because he was my highlight of rise of skywalker and all he did was go hey 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 why did why was that a thing they're like guys babu Frick's coming back. Frick. Like, like that was like the real life version of um uh are you guys from with uh, yeah, Glub Shitto. <laughs> the the Glub Shitto joke, like with Glub Shitto. Like that was like the <laughs> real life the moment, the, yeah, the moment you said Glub Shitto, Callie just spun in her seat. <laughs> but when that happened, like at Star Wars Celebration, they're like, guys, Babu Frick's coming back, and the audience cheered, and I was like, this is just hey. the Glub Shitto, but like real life. Like you you yeah. are all fools. <laughs> Uh, Bobby Frick looks is genuinely one of the ugliest characters in the Star Wars universe. He looks like a cockroach that looks that has been stepped on and lived. Like and you're like, what is going no, on? No, he looks he looks like like one of those ugly ugly dogs. Also, he has an alarmingly big um, Wikipedia page. Of course, he does. Because <laughs> yeah. why why would he not? I'm sure there was a whole novel about him. It's fucking, yeah. he looks like Crazy Frog's cousin, which is the worst <laughs> part of it. You look at him and you're like, what are you doing, man? Come on. 
But yeah, uh, Kenobi's fucking just fine. Like, it's, it's like mid. It's another, it's pretty. It's, it's very like, mid. Mid. Yeah, it's the. I don't know. I'm not watching it. <laughs> it's it's. On the other hand, Miss Marvel, fantastic. Like I really should probably great. watch that like, instead. Everyone yeah. should stop watching Kenobi and start watching Miss Marvel. You might not be in love with it. At least you'll watch it and be like, you know what? They're doing some cool things here. They're doing some stylistic things. They're doing some interesting things. Mm-hmm. You're not just reliving Star Wars over and over again. You'll get like an insight into some culture that you can like, uh, you know, kind of learn about. There's like fun, like visual flourishes, musical flourishes. It's got some heartwarming moments. It's got like a kid being an awkward teenager that you can kind of relate to. And it's not just fucking Darth Vader walking up to people and going, I will choke you again if you don't do the thing I tell you to do. And then someone goes, I was doing good. And he goes, I have underestimated you. And you're like, oh, fucking this shit again. And like Kenobi, like Obi-Wan Kenobi, like he's he's shit at being a Jedi again. So I'm like, oh, it's not even fun to watch him do Jedi shit because he's wanky again. Yeah, I kind of like that, though. That's the one aspect I did like is that because he's like out of practice. So he's like kind of shit at being... Like, yeah, like when he's, he's doing the like he when he, whatever he's doing the lightsaber stuff, you can tell he's like trying to do like a spin, and he's like, yeah. I'm just fucking tired. <laughs> I can't looks, do this shit. He 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 now wields his lightsaber in the same way that a ghost face wields a knife in screen. <laughs> it's like fucking falling over <laughs> couches and shit, and he's like, oh, what's yeah. going on? I, I actually like that aspect of it. I think that's yeah. that's interesting. But but yeah. Miss Marvel's fun. Like it's it's like there's two episodes out. It's a genuinely like fun uplifting time like i know it's not accurate to a comic book but it's cool i describe it as so- scott pilgrim meets lizzie mcguire and it's like a good time it's like <laughs> okay. fun to watch like it's that it's got that's that same the, that's energy. the thing that sold it to me yeah it's got that same energy it's got loads of incredibly niche pakistani jokes that you'll be like ha ah. it's got symmetra from overwatch in it as an Ooh. auntie like it's, it's she's in there and i was like hey it's anjali um she's great they make a joke about the aunties who are like they control everything and they call them the illuminantes which is great fuck mm. that's good i that's love a good. good pun and i was watching it and i was like yeah you did it well done it's also got like some social commentary about this muslim and islamic culture and it's like mm-hmm. Really, really good. I talked to Greg and uh, um, Greg Miller and Tim Gettys over at Kind of Funny, and they're like, "This is the best thing that we've watched on on, on this Marvel stuff." Uh, they're loving it. Like it's two episodes, oh. you can bang it out. And like I said, you might not come away thinking this is amazing, but you'll be like, you know what? At least it was enjoyable to watch from a like visual perspective, musical mm. perspective, and maybe you'll find some characters that you'll enjoy. It's got like a. It's the same way that you watch Scott Pilgrim, and you're like, that was. It was just kind of like a, a bit of a, a laugh and a riot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I recommend it. I'll have to uh, check that out. Yeah, two episodes. Easy. Very easy uh, recommendation as well instead yeah. of Obi-Wan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. is it only two total or is it just two so far? No, only two available right now. I think there's oh, like, okay. um, four yeah. more coming. Gotcha. Um, I, I watched those two like in advance. They gave me uh, uh, early access because I'm brown. Um, and and uh, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I watched it and I was like, I'm annoyed that I don't have more of these to watch. Mm. Um, That's yeah. always a good it's feeling. Weird. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. They make a Sweatshop Boys reference. Sweatshop Boys is a rap duo that Riz Ahmed oh, belongs to. Um, he grew up being a Riz Ahmed. Obviously, is known for 
funnily enough, being in, in Star Wars also, but like he's a world renowned actor and producer, director, writer now. But like when he, when I grew up, when I was like aware of Riz Ahmed, he was a rapper. He came up battle rapping and he was in a musical group called Sweatshop Boys, which is a play on Pet Shop Boys. So, so um, good. And like they make a reference to that in, 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 uh, in that show. And I was like, this is, this is great. I'm having a great time. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, we're going to skip, uh, the email segment this week because I can no longer speak. Um, I'm amazed you held out for as long as you did, but yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to yeah. collapse soon. I'm yeah. going to get some food, food and I'm going to watch a basketball game. It's, no, that's who I am now. I watch basketball. Fucking, it's great. He's a sports boy now. <laughs> it's it's, it's such that a time good, of year, to be fair. It's the finals, man. It's the yeah. finals. Um, but yeah. Uh, Thank you for listening. As always, you can check out our work on GameSpot.com or GiantBomb.com or anywhere else. Uh, Jake, what are you up to? What are you working on? Where can people find you? Honestly, I'm playing a lot of catch-up, so nothing too exciting. Although, I'll, there is something that's happening tomorrow that Lucy could probably talk more about yeah. that is kind of exciting that I have a small hand in. Um, uh, you can find me at Jacob Deck, and that's pretty much it. That's all, that's all I got. Nice. Lucy, what is, tell the people what he's talking about. Uh, so, launching a new podcast. Um, we're going to be over on our friend Skillup's channel. It's called Ooh. Friends Per Second. So, it's me, Skillup, uh, Gerard, aka The Completionist, and Jake Baldino from Game Ranks. And Jake is our lovely editor and uh, wow. has been working with us on it in the background. We've been working on it over Zoom and whatever for months, but we were all in LA um for key three and so we got to shoot our first episode in person so it's going up today it should actually already be up by the time this is up um and tam also makes a, an appearance because he, we bring him on to talk about street i am Tiger, i so. am the the podcast goblin as i like to call yeah it. the the podcast the goblin um so i'll be linking and tweeting that out tomorrow but we're very excited and then on top of that uh, giant bomb stuff this week did voicemail dump truck um with S- um, sir as tamka calling him i call him mr call him paul right mr. mr paul Riker. mr paul mr Riker. at one point you called him sir and i was yeah. like, uh um so we did that and then also there's a new episode of very online show that we did i genuinely forgot that we did that because we recorded it like a month you, ago if you ask me right now what is the subject of that i cannot tell you i no, don't I know what to go it in was because i didn't remember at all i what uh, was it about i'm asking you what was it about face, face swapping apps and all that shit i don't even remember it, don't even remember <laughs> it. it was your episode you wrote it fucking hell that, that, that i'm okay yeah. there we are. There we are. um <laughs> And then on top of that, uh, Tam and I and Richard went to Blizzard a couple weeks ago. Um, and so as a part of Key 3, we had our interview, well, Tam's interview, because I just like, I don't know Diablo. Um, so Tam interviewed Rod Ferguson and Joe Shelley about Diablo 4. And then Tam and I interviewed um, Aaron Keller, the game director of Overwatch 2, um, about all the new free-to-play stuff, hero changes, new heroes. We've got some little tidbits. Uh, we've got the big interview that we're putting up today. Tam's written version is live on site. And I also did a video where we used, um, like, put all of the big takeaways together. And also they kind of gave us a small exclusive on some footage of a new map. Not Rio. Um, not Paraiso. There's another one called uh, Portugal. And so they sent us, like, they were very sweet. They were like, they sent us this that, asset package. And that's I was a like, country, not a map. All right. With, calm down. Map. Shut up. 
And then I was like, are you supposed, were you supposed to have sent us this? And they were like, yeah, you'll see a little bit of it in the stream, but you can, you can have this for your video. I was like, oh, thank you. So if you want to see a little bit more of that map, watch the video. So, um, but no, I'm very excited about Overwatch again. Jean-Luc, who are you? Who am I? Oh, God. Yeah. Jeez, we're really getting into it. Who are you? Who are you working on? Uh, Let's dig in. Okay, yeah. Um, Let's see. What am I working on? Jeez, I don't even know. Um, Well, working on some exciting stuff with this podcast. Uh, Yeah. I guess we could just go ahead and say it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to be officially going uh, live on Twitch starting next week as uh, part of our 150th episode. Holy shit. I can't, I can't believe, believe it. it. You said that earlier and I was like, are you sure? Yeah. I, it's <laughs> it's sure? amazing that the podcast that Jake kind of created has now reached 150 and he's back for it. Mm-hmm. Love to see that. Honestly, fair, though, uh, I didn't create it. It was a <laughs> group effort that has been like in the back burner for a very long time. Even the name, I think, Peter maybe had come up with a long oh. time ago. So I don't take a lot of credit, but uh, I'm happy I was there for the first what, what are 88 episodes or something like that. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you made you made it happen. But yeah, we've been we've been talking about wanting to. to take this podcast live for a while and the timing of it seems right so uh if you guys want to tune in you should head over to twitch.tv slash gamespot uh next thursday which is uh what day is that what's what are days that would be the 23rd i think the 23rd yes, yes that's correct the 23rd at uh i believe we're going to do it at 1 p.m uh pt mm-hmm. so tune in for that it should be a very good time and then uh yeah uh podcast will normally go up uh we'll go up the normal uh friday morning time yeah. for all you audio listeners so don't worry we're still doing audio um we'll do our best to keep it still uh listenable for audio listeners i don't want to like ruin that experience by going I don't know. live on earlier, twitch earlier we were watching in tiktok <laughs> yeah so. we've already kind of gone off the rails with that so uh if anything now people can just appreciate the tiktok bits because we can actually like pull them up on video oh yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah there you go yeah i'll have Nailed to just it. find a way to give tams uh complete access to like send his phone to, <laughs> <laughs> just stream my phone. i don't know about yeah. that yeah yeah you don't want to i've got some real filth on there Oh, um, I just blob on screenshots. Like oh, the pig. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You should all uh, tune in uh, primarily because if you don't, uh, they're gonna make us stop doing it. So uh, you know, cards on the table. Fucking mm-hmm. listen in, or we won't <laughs> do it anymore. All right. <laughs> yeah, we should. Um, I don't know if you want us to stream it on our channels, or at least we'll definitely host it. Oh yeah, yeah we'll please it. do. We'll yeah. Host it. Um, I've got I've got control of the giant bomb channel. Maybe I'll like uh, a Twitter account. I'll just send a tweet out. I'll be like, these nerds are also live streaming. Maybe check it out. Um, yeah. I was gonna say I think I think Jan has just uh, taken a stream we've done before and just restreamed it on. Oh, he has. Yeah, yeah, I think he, he, he threw it into the giant bomb uh, chat one time, which was cool. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for listening. I am around doing things. Um, I'm on Twitter at tomorrow H. Um, Twitch, more H everywhere, more H. Um, uh, yeah, I also done a lot of that stuff that Lucy mentioned. Uh, Tivos, watch my dump truck. 
um, briefly on uh, Friends Per Second podcast as well. You should check it out. I got to listen to it live. It's very, very good. I'm excited to Thanks. listen to more of it. Um, and yeah, my interview is on site for Overwatch. Uh, and yeah, uh, we'll see you again for the live episode <gasps> 150, wow. where Jake will eat an entire steak. <laughs> see you next week. Thank you.